Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Just like they did in August, Solace Meds has some awesome deals going on throughout the month of September for DNVR listeners. You guys can get Can America gummies for 25% off throughout the entire month of September. You can get Strange Tinctures for 20% off, Rockin' Cartridges 25% off, Glacier Concentrates 20% off. They've also got a Labor Day sale going on, Labor Day weekend on September 6th. You can buy three, get the fourth product for 10 cents. On Patriot Day, September 11th, buy three, get the fourth for 10 cents as well. Of course, if you head into any location, you can get a free Solace Bar or King Cone when you mention the code DNBR20. That code is also going to get you 20% off your entire purchase. So stop into any four of their convenient Colorado locations today. They've got one in Fort Collins, one in Wheat Ridge, one off of Broadway, and one just blocks away from the DNVR bar on East Colfax Stop in the Solace Meds. They've got all those deals that I just said. Of course, you can always get 20% off when you use the code DMVR20 at any of those locations. You're going to get a free Solace Bar or King Cone with your purchase as well. I saw that look in panic in Kale's eyes for a second. <laughs> that look of just total fear. Oh, no. <laughs> What's going on, guys? Welcome into the DNBA show, the DNBR Nuggets podcast on a Wednesday. We are presented, of course, of course, by DraftKings Sportsbook. When you download DraftKings Sportsbook, make sure to use code DNVR when you sign up. Tons and tons of deals always going on DraftKings Sportsbook. This week is no exception. I'm Harrison Wynn, joined virtually by a couple uh, a couple great-looking fellas. Adam Mars to my left. What's up, man? I got the great... Hey, look at me, a handsome fella. Uh, you're right about DraftKings, Harrison. In fact, there are two bets right now. I'm not going to tell you what they are. You just got to watch DNVR bets. You can make $75 risk-free on DraftKings right now. I'm not kidding. Risk-free. Everybody can do it. But you got to watch DNVR bets from two days ago, I guess. You absolutely can. You can watch DNVR bets or you can just go on the Sportsbook app. Use code DNVR to sign up and it's on there. It's true. Bet you. Make sure to check it out. Also joined by Brendan Vote. What's going on, man? We're in watermelons today, the international sign of asexuals. Is that right, Adam? I don't know that's if right, I that's right. that's, have that Every correct. fruit does describe an orientation. That's correct. Okay. Is that for real? No, <laughs> not at all. I don't know, man. You're so versed on like what fruits and uh, what sexual things they're, they're talking about. I don't know. I don't know. Fruit corner. So personal. <laughs> Uh, cool. Well, we got a jam-packed show today. We got some Nuggets news. We're going to hit off the top. A lot of Nuggets players arriving back in Denver. We got some cool behind-the-scenes videos from the Nuggets practice facility to talk about. A new episode of Curious Mike is out, guys. 
So we got to we got to hit on some notable stuff from that. Also, what is this going to be the year of? Is this going to be the year of a certain player, uh, a certain storyline when it comes to Nuggets? We'll talk about that. Uh, ben Simmons, he's definitely about to get traded from Philadelphia now. And then we're finally uh, we're finally going to bring back the snake draft. It is, I guess, prospecting Wednesday. So we are going to bring back a snake draft today. The topic, I'm not too hyped about it, just got to say. But I did not choose it. That's because you're going to lose. Yeah. That's because you haven't thought about it enough. I'm rearing and ready to go. Did you pull up Rolling Stones' top uh, 100 list of articles of clothing? I did. I googled Googled a breakdown of what piece of clothing goes on what what piece of body. So I'm ready to go. Uh, Sounds good. Sounds good. Well, I want to start with uh, some Nuggets news that, that's been coming over the wire over the last couple of days. We know Nikola Jokic is back in town. Uh, let, let's see if we can get a count of who's back in town right now. PJ Dozier's back. We'll get to him in a second. Monte Morris is in town. Nikola Jokic is here. Faku's, Faku's coming in on Thursday. Who else has been in town? Zeke Naji, Bones Highland, we know. The kids are here. A- anybody I'm missing? Are they are they here though? Because here's the thing that happens is guys come this time of year, guys are in and out. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It's hard to say on a day-by-day basis. You have to remember these guys are very rich. They can do the like, hey, I'm gonna fly to so and so for it's not like us where it's like you get on a plane, it's a big deal. Like, hey, I'm taking a big trip. This right. Much. They'd be like, you know what? I'm going to Miami. But uh for like 12 hours. See you guys tomorrow. But you're right about Faku, and he does kind of signal the the guys are starting to come into town more and more, and there's going to start being more and more pickup. This is like pre-camp stuff where guys are working out of Red Rocks together, playing pickup games together, um, working out in the gym together. So it's starting to – it definitely feels like it's starting to ramp up. Yeah, Faku's coming back into town Thursday. That's one where he's obviously coming from international waters, and it's not like he's going to come to Denver then waters. bounce. So, yeah, he's he's one that's going to be here. Um, but I think – Do you think he'll I mean, get obvi- noticed at the airport? No. How many no. people will recognize Faku at, at the airport? Are you I'm going, going to, the, to airport? the airport tomorrow, so I'll tell you guys if I see him. <laughs> oh, I love oh, oh, we're gonna have the Faku reporter. A little TV. reconnaissance mission. That's a right. Reconnaissance mission. Um, I guess like how how significant is it that guys are coming back into town right now and have a chance, you know, to play some pickup? Because I always think about like Nicole Jokic doesn't usually spend a lot of time in town before the season, maybe a week or two here, a week or two there. But he could be playing in pickup runs. Now, I don't think like he's going to run himself into the ground, but he could get up and down for some pickup with, you know, Bones, with a couple of these guys who he doesn't usually play with a ton before the season. Um, I, I like how people sometimes say, oh, you know, Aaron Gordon has had a full summer with Nicole right. Jokic, but he doesn't usually get a summer with Nicole Jokic because it's like a week before training camp. Maybe now... There's a little more of that. I think no question about it. I mean, you're right about Jokic. He usually is the last one to sort of arrive, and for good reason. You know, like, we we, I just joked about guys can hop on a plane and go to Miami. You can't really hop and go to Sambor. Like, that's that's a one time you go there, then you come back. That's it. Um, So I definitely think there's something to that. And also the other direction. We talk so much about Aaron Gordon fitting with Jokic. Like, Jokic getting to play pickup, which is – 
it, it's the dumbest it's the worst version of basketball for like it's so different from actual basketball but right. it is good for knowing like oh this is a thing he likes to do like aaron right, gordon right. isn't trying to fit into a system when you play pickup for the most part he's like hey uh, here's check out what i can do here and so i do think having an opportunity to get uh, you know more and more reps like that it w- will be a really good thing should it happen i mean we don't even know if that's going to happen but right. i assume with everybody in town well now more than ever right you look back at the last year and a half and every team Every team has, has been playing under these same circumstances as limited as the team interaction and practice time has ever been, I assume. Uh, and I'm probably right about that. So as much time as they can spend together right now, the better. Um, and I also look, I think last year post trade, I just remember this team carrying themselves with a slightly different air. Like there right. was a, every day they were showing up to work on the same right. page, trying to achieve the big goal. Uh, and so I just like to see that carryover in terms of desire to be together, desire to be working together, um, because I think they've got a pretty good idea of what they can accomplish this season. Yeah, no doubt. On the topic of Nikola Jokic, is Kale is Kale around? It, did he just totally peace out? Because I want to bring up this this tweet that the Nuggets account let out right after uh, we got off the show yesterday of Nikola Jokic back in the gym, and sure enough, guys. Of course, he's back in the weight room. You know, he probably oh, went yeah. to the weight room before the gym. Um, but, I mean, look at this. What do oh we think about God. this? Oh, my God. Tricep watch. Vote, I'll let you go for it. I want, I want to hear your analysis. Oh, like he looks really skinny, and that's good. I mean, I don't – every year we try to do that. Does he look a little more jacked? And I don't think he does here. Um, he does look fit, though, fellas. and. Yeah. And like that he's in the weight room, which is now a two-year-old story of just something that Jokic is about every day. So it's it's not surprising, but it's also not particularly revealing. I don't think we're in the era of, of yoked yoke just yet. Hey, <laughs> that video of him running at Red Rocks, fastest man alive. He looks so fast. It was great. I got, I'm leaning into it. I love it. I but, thought it was Isaiah Hartenstein. It was so fast. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say that we. you're right, Vote. We do this every single year. And every single year we do this exact same thing, which is I'm going to take over the shared screen here. We do the Alex Jones side by side. Look at Yoke. Oh my God. He's so, he's so cut. He's so big. Guys, he, it's summer. He's got a tan. <laughs> yeah. A tan. Just I'm not taking away from him. But gives like, you some definition. <laughs> wow. Look at that. By the way, I see Miroslav is giving me this right now. He's saying, is it the lighting? Is Adam lose some weight? First of all, oh. This gives this is great perspective for me on um, how uncomfortable it is to know that people are talking about your body That's weight, right. the way you look. Well, like we have male form corner on the show. I only hope that the comments have male form corner when they're watching the show. Can you imagine, honestly, just like every show or every once a week, the chat's just like, "Vote looks like he's gaining weight again." Hope he's <laughs> yeah. <doing it." laughs> yeah. Look how fat these guys are. Oh my god. Would vote be better if he just lost five pounds? I think he would. He would be better on the show. Is vote too <laughs> skinny? Is he too short? You're like, wait a second. Like, God damn it. But anyway, my point is, I'm excited for you. He looks very good. I'm very impressed. I'm very excited. But he looks impressive in that he looks the same as he did when he won MVP, which was awesome and probably what he needs to look like. I just we're never gonna get um, Dwight Howard Jokic. I love the idea that he's physically like he's he's resistant to looking like no matter how hard he works out, right. he's probably just never going to look like that, even if he's in peak shape. 
Yeah. My takeaway from those pictures is his hair's a little long. The beard's <laughs> a little scraggly. Neck beard, it's, a to- maybe. it's a total summer look. I'm not expecting him to get a haircut until just like the day before training camp starts. <laughs> First day of school haircut. Oh, I like for the photos. It will yeah. be interesting. We should put money on will Jokic groom himself for media day or will he just be like, whatever, bad head. He will. There's no way his wife lets him go to media day looking like that. You know a thing? Like, uh, he deserves privacy on this, as do all athletes. I'm so curious. Are we going to find out if the baby has arrived? <laughs> I feel like um the people that really get into the royal family that's what i feel like where i'm like i want to see the baby i want to see like yeah. what do i i have no right to this why do i, exactly. I have, I have no right to see Jokic's baby once it arrives yeah i feel like we'll just see it when we see it i'll tell you what though guys i'm looking forward to the barrage of fatherhood questions post game oh my god a oh, you're <laughs> so right. should be pretty fun oh my god i'm gonna god. call you out when you ask one yeah what i'm gonna fatherhood? do it just to make you laugh now how has it? How do you think it will improve you as a player this year? Like, oh God, he's going to be so annoyed with all. Have of Have you grown as a person from this? It's <laughs> <laughs> so right. Oh man, then I'll just rip, rip off a stock answer. I'm excited for that. Uh, we also got another Nuggets video from the practice court, or or a, a video, go. another look into what's going on on the Nuggets practice court. This imitation of Nikola Jokic from PJ Dozier. I'm giving this a 10 out of 10, except for the missed shot. I mean, this is flawless, you guys. That guy, Max is Nice, came out with that Jokic video like last Zero summer. Out of 10 for Terrible. Max. That thing sucked. This <laughs> this is legit. This is very legit. The footwork on no. that Sombor shuffle, I mean, it doesn't go in, but the footwork, 10 well, out of 10. Dude, even though, like, subtle, everything about this is so perfect. The like, water polo fake pass. Oh, so but it, even it gets Jokic, the too. Oh, Jokic so knows good. he's like, yep, that's me. The Sambor's really good. The forearm, like, he's got the angles, right? You know? I will say, the one thing I'll say about the Sambor, I mean, obviously, it's an, it's not like, a, it's not even a close shot. It's like a horrible air ball. The one thing I'll say, that one is a little more mechanical. Jokic, the little turnaround Sambor is definitely smoother. Oh, yeah. Um, that's, yeah. that's pretty smooth, man. That's pretty smooth. Hey, I'm giving it a 10 out of 10. I mean, I'm very yeah. impressed with PJ on it. I'm very impressed, actually. He only airballed it because of the extra credit effort to get Jokic's mortar shot art. That's too, true, yeah. Right. Jokic shoots that's that. a good the point. The Sambor does yeah. come from here. The Sambor is definitely, it's not like the typical. It's like a no, yeah. it's like way back and up. Yeah. yeah. Who do you guys think could do an even better Sambor impression on the Nuggets? Is there a player that comes to mind that could outdo P.J. Dozier in his impression of the Sambor? I wouldn't have said P.J. Dozier would do a good – like if you asked me if he has a good Jokic, I'd be like, nah. But he did, so now I don't I, – I, it's hard for me to guess who would. Yeah, I don't know. Me, it's definitely it, not um, Aaron Gordon. It's definitely not <laughs> like Will Barton. It's not. I'll bet Jamal could do a good one. They've been playing. I bet Barton could do like the guys that have been around him so long. But one guys. thing that one thing that makes PJ Dozier pretty good is he's taller. He's pretty lanky, which Wide I shoulders. think makes it look better than if Amante Morris did it. You know I, what I mean? hundred percent. I, I love like pre-play. Um, he does the thing. He does everyone tells everyone oh. to chill out. But if you watch the hands, it's a subtle – like, Jokic is a subtle gesture. It's not and then like he pulls over, back. Like, and then he pulls back. Like a little, yeah. little hey, and hey. he just looks at the ground. Oh, it's so The good. hand one is, like, the best, man. Like, that's yeah. just so perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Makes me happy. I bet um, Austin Rivers, not nah, – No. No way. 
I think we found it, guys. Who's going to top that? Yeah, nobody I don't does. see nobody anyone topping that. that. I don't see anyone topping that. I think this is a take. This is a real, real bold take here. Okay. I think imitation is a form of genius. Like, if you could properly imitate somebody's actions, there's like – you, it's like you have a hyper observation or something. That's you're you're only saying this because I keep complimenting your impressions. <laughs> I only have one good impression. It's so good. Like somebody it's nobody good. knows. <laughs> uh, one good. Uh. But I think this is like it's. I'm like, man, PJ. It, it's kind of funny. Can he impersonate Michael Jordan? that make him a good basketball maybe player? he's just maybe pj does are just a great impersonator like maybe, maybe it's just, <laughs> but this is my point he should start impersonating kobe and right. jordan because if he could yeah. match Jokic, then like do it for somebody that might translate into becoming like awesome at basketball not that pj's not i'm just saying yeah pj just shapeshift into kobe bryant what the hell bro <laughs> he shapeshifted into Jokic. that's fair it's fair <laughs> oh um, Vladko. i like Vladko. could Vladko do it Probably no way, no way. It'd be so stiff. You you need a you need a bit of fluidity to your game to do a a sambor shuffle. It is true. Jokic is like a super fluid athlete, just in a different way. It's just that's what I'm saying. Even the one part he came up short, PJ did. It was because he wasn't quite as fluid at the awkward one-legged fall away. Yeah, I bet bowl. Nah. No way. Are you kidding me? So your know. point earlier about PJ kind of having the same body as Jokic, just kind of like small, you know, smaller. And th- what I mean is like wide shoulders, like really wide shoulders. Uh, yeah. This is why LeBron's jumper has never looked good and why Kobe's jumper looks so good. Because Michael and Kobe, the same body, the same, like everything looks the same when they shoot it. But LeBron yeah. is so huge. LeBron's too big, when yeah. He, when he shoots the ball, just looks weird. Yeah. Even on his handle, he's always kind of looked a little stiff and upright, even as he's destroying worlds. Right. <laughs> and it's no, yeah. you're totally right. Bull Bull is similar, only it's like tall and skinny. Like everything he does looks really almost awkward, like awkward fluid, but it looks so weird that yeah. even his jumper is just like, like what the hell is that? The off the dribble yeah. jumpers are like your brain has no idea what to do with those <laughs> mechanics at all. You know, actually, there's probably a reason why we haven't seen anybody else imitate. Nicole Jokic and, and the Sambor shovel because nobody else can do it other than PJ. That's right. You guys, you guys have done it, man. The Sambor is tough. Somebody DM me the other day saying they were at the gym taking them and couldn't hit any. And I'm like, yeah, man, it's a very <laughs> yeah, it's a true ridiculous test. shot. It's a true test of touch because it's like, yeah, it's, it's very uh, against everything you've kind of been touched. It's like, just do you have touch with your hands? Like, that's, that's it. And I also think Jokic has whatever that thing is. It's, it's, it's like a photographic, memory of the court like he he just it doesn't matter if his back turns or what his vantage point is he knows exactly where he is relative to the rim and his other teammates like i just to locate the the net you know what i mean in in the move that Jokic does it and just like it, it just like he doesn't even need to to even take note of it he just it's like an internal thing it's so so impressive um yeah no doubt the last bit of news i wanted to get to in the first segment here a new episode of curious mike dropped Ooh. uh if you haven't listened to that, if you haven't watched it, make sure to find it's it on YouTube. One. It's a really good one. So in this episode, Mike says that he hopes to play 10 more years and then retire to save his back. Adam, you put this in here, so I'm going to give you the floor. What was he saying by this? So here's the thing about it. 
when we had Balaji on the show, Dr. Balaji, you know, a couple months back, and we asked him all the questions about Murray's injury and about all injuries, he mentioned with MPJ, I believe he mentioned it on the show, that yeah. MPJ is probably not an injury risk more than the average player in terms of, oh, he's going to hurt his back, you know, at any moment. It's more of because of the type of surgery he had and the injury he had and the surgery to repair it, he probably has a shorter shelf life. And, like, over time, professional basketball will start to add up, and he might have to retire early. So I've heard Dr. Balaji say this, and I always thought, I wonder if it's true this or that, but Michael Porter saying it himself about, yeah, with my back injury, I'll probably, I want to play for 10 more years, 10 more, so it would take him to be about 33 years old, 10 more and then retire because I don't want to put my health in jeopardy long term. So it was the first time I'd ever heard him reference that, and I just thought it was interesting. Look, the odds of MPJ playing for Denver for 10, all 10 years are pretty low just because for any right. player. But it is interesting just to kind of think about it as 33 years old, usually a really good player's got like five, six, seven more years in them after sure. that. And 33 is like right at the end of the peak, but you still like are a serviceable player at 33. In fact, you could be a max contract type player at 33. And how about that perspective? I mean, what a thing to navigate. Wind and I did a whole show yesterday on how Porter is good enough to touch the sky, knows that, wants that for himself, wants to do the work. But even now, he's right. been sort of forced to reckon with there, there's a limit probably on what he can do physically for how long he can do it and what that will cost him post-basketball, which to date, this is assumptive and I'm speaking for him, I imagine is a large, large part of his life, if not pretty much the entire thing. So this is a really mature perspective, I think, to have found already, but also just more than whether it's mature or not, how difficult is that to navigate at his age? Yeah, no doubt. So 10 more years would give him like a 12-year playing career. 12-year playing career. I mean, th comparing that to what doctors thought about him coming out of the draft, right? Like those right. two things don't seem to add up because right. the rap on him coming out of the draft was, he, was such a red flag. His back was such a red flag that like he might not even have a career. But if if he thinks he could have a twelve year career, no, that's that's probably like best case scenario if you were looking at his medical a couple of years ago. And my like one of the things that has really flown under the radar about him is Michael Porter Jr. did not miss a game due to injury last year. You know, he's only missed mm. like really a handful of games over his couple years playing due to injury, not counting the first year where he was of course held out the whole year. But He's really not missed that many games due to injury. And if he can have another 10 years, I mean, that's probably as good of a prognosis as he could have asked for, considering the way people were talking about his medical a couple years ago. I, mean, I know this is so we kind of joked about Curious Mike and this or that. I, I've honestly enjoyed hearing him in his own words and his own voice. Me too. Like, you know, there, there's like parts that I've, I've kind of joked about. I grew up in youth group. It kind of reminds me of going back to youth group in certain parts, this or that. But I, but the like parts that you get into, especially the basketball things, his perspective on who he is and where he fits into all of the equation is like way different than his reputation. And I just find that part, you know, I, yeah. I, I found it really, I've learned more almost from that series than I have from any of these other interviews we do or this or that. Like you kind of see the real Mike or the Mike he wants you to, to see. Learning a lot, though, from that disparity you just articulated as far as having only done this for three years and, and however long I might do it, you, 
there is a difference between what you hear about a guy and who that guy is and, and how big that difference is, how fair any of these labels are, you know, it varies person to person, but through Porter and then Austin Rivers, what a good early perspective we've gotten now doing this gig on like, look, man, um, you know, what you see and what you hear is not always what you get. And you have to remind yourself that what you hear about these guys is not the same thing as what you know about them. Yeah. Well said. Well said. Let's hit a break real quick. We got uh, a big segment too to get to. Who is this the year of? Uh, we'll get. Is it the year of Ben Simmons and the Ben Simmons trade? <laughs> Might be. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that on the other side. It's the year of Breckenridge Brewery, baby, the official beer of DNVR. They've also got those seltzers. Uh, there's a lot of ways to enjoy that good, good Breckenridge Brewery. Might I suggest coming down or over or up to the DNVR bar on Colfax. We're always stocked uh, with that good, good Breck. If you want to know where to find a particular Breck brew, like, for example, that Mile High City Copper Lager, the Denver Nuggets beer, just use the Breck beer locator. Google that. You'll find it real quick. Tell the tell the locator where you live, what you're trying to drink. It'll tell you where you need to go down to the nearest tenth of a mile. Great tool. Of course, you can also just order delicious food and booze from the farmhouse. To do that, call 303-803-1380. That's 303-803-1380. From 12 p.m. to 8 p.m. for pickup, remember, use code DNVR to save $5. Now, guys, have you neglected manscaping? Have you neglected doing that men's grooming? Because your weapon no. of choice kind of vaguely resembles an actual weapon. Like you're raised, it's a little rusty, maybe some dried blood on it. It's just not looking like you want to put it anywhere near your junk. Uh, check out Manscaped <laughs> and that Performance terrible. Package 4.0 and that Lawnmower 4.0. Turns out there are tools made specifically for this job. And uh, once you manscape, you'll never want to go back. Uh, it, it's got advanced skin safe technology really hard to cut yourself get that sweet led light uh crazy motor waterproof convenient charger this thing's great check out manscaped.com use code dnvr to get 20 percent off plus free shipping manscaped.com use code dnvr Welcome back to the DNBA show, the DNVR Nuggets podcast. We are presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Make sure to use code DNVR when you sign up and download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Some absolute free money sitting there on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Not even for just new users, for you and me, for the people who go on DraftKings Sportsbook every day. Uh, there's some free money on there. Tune into DNVR bets to find out how to take advantage of that. All right, guys, let's move on. Uh, we're entering a new Nugget season, so of course we've got to declare who this is the year of. Um, last year, I'd say pretty uh, pretty convincing, the year of Nikola Jokic. He did win MVP, had one of the greatest seasons in NBA history, one of the greatest individual offensive seasons in NBA history. Vote, let me start with you. Who do you think this will be the year of from a Nuggets perspective? I think there's just there's an obvious answer to this so and i think we're gonna get to it so i'm just gonna pivot in a different direction right away guys okay. um i am looking at monte morris uh who has Ooh. been i think labeled one of the premier backup guards throughout the league of course folks in denver say he's number one this is a year for monte to prove he's actually a starting caliber point guard that obviously jamal murray applies a higher ceiling to this team 
But if you're starting Monte Morris alongside those four, you're sitting pretty in a regular season environment. He's got a chance to step up. He's got a chance. It, it should be a long enough stint here with the starters that it won't just be about managing games. At some point, it will come down to Monte making some winning plays. And I'm really excited to see him do that. And if he plays up to a high level, the standard we expect from them, I think this is a top four seed pretty easily. Um, and a lot of that should hinge on Monte Morris. That said, I'll let you guys handle the the correct answer. I mean, yeah, come on. It's the year of MPJ. I mean, there are some other answers here. I don't know if Monte Morris would be the direction I would go, but if it's not the year of MPJ, I think Denver's in trouble. I really do. I mean, this is the year I, I expect him to take a leap. I've talked about this with the long offseason. But I even just think the recognition, the pressure, the maturity, it's hard. You know, as a rookie, you don't have a voice. You've got to fit in. And like you can't, even if you know the right answer, I mean, MPJ, his rookie season in the playoffs, when he criticized too much Murray Jokic two-man game, he was right. He just wasn't the right messenger. He was a rookie. Like, he hadn't proven anything yet. Um, the sophomore year, there's still a lot of, like, him figuring things out. I think year three is the first year you're, you're around long enough to feel comfortable speaking up, to be comfortable saying to, like, taking control of a game, you know, if you, if you feel the need to. And I just – I think all of those things are going to happen for him this year in both ways, positive and negative. But I think because he's so talented, they'll be largely positive. Yeah, no doubt. I agree. I think it's going to be the year of MPJ. I think there's going to be a ton of, you know, I don't know if pressure is the right word, but expectations on Monte Morris's shoulders, but there is pressure on Michael Porter Jr.'s shoulders. I feel like to perform and to take the leap and just, shoulder a ton of offensive responsibility. I mean, just taking 20 points per game, 22 points per game out of the lineup for the first couple months of the season, that's a huge chunk of points. That's a ton of scoring. And the funny thing is, I think Michael Porter Jr. is really looking forward to it. I think he's going to embrace it. I think he's been working really, really hard this summer. I mean, we know he's always in the gym, but he's been working this summer, I think, or I get the feel with the thought in mind that this is like my first real chance to shine. You know, he's, he's started his career with the Nuggets coming off the bench. Then he was in the starting lineup behind Nicole Jokic and Jamal Murray. This is really his first opportunity to be the guy he's been throughout his entire career before he got to Denver, the guy he was in high school, the guy he was in AAU. And I just, if I know anything about Michael Porter Jr., he's going to welcome the expectations. He's welcoming the pressure. And, and I've got to think that he just can't wait to see what he can do. If you go back in time, last year was the year of Jokic. He won the MVP. Like, it was it was a year, a year of Jokic. The year before, was, that was the year of Murray. I mean, he was the guy that made the leap and then obviously the bubble run. I think the two seasons before that was also the year of Jokic. I mean, first, like, first full season of him playing as a starter, and then, you know, he just kept breaking out. Um, I think this next one, so yeah, MPJ is like the heavy favorite, but I think that if I were to go with a second one, it would not be Monte Morris. It's either Will Barton or P.J. Dozier. I'll yeah. start with Barton. One, he's going to have this enormous role, which every time he has been in this role, when Murray has gone down for each of the last couple seasons, he has stepped up and been phenomenal in those stretches. They've been short stretches, you know, three weeks, two weeks, three weeks, whatever. This time it's going to be three months. But I just think it's the best version of him. I've talked about that. I think it's going to be great. But if I had a, 
a breakout candidate that was maybe under the radar, it would be P.J. Dozier. I would not be surprised if P.J. Dozier was a top five player on the Nuggets roster before uh, before Murray returns. And then the sixth best player on the Nuggets roster after that. Yeah, I'd, I'd say I'd say it's probably – it's tough to say it's going to be the year of Will Barton because I just feel like we know what Will Barton's going to do. You know? No, but that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I don't I don't know that. I mean, we, I know broadly like his role, but I think we just might see a better version of that than anything we've seen and so much better. Really? Okay. And then also so okay, we've seen it, but we've seen it game by game. I just think we might see it every game, you know, like he's might every night be 20 points, 19 18 whatever, 20. And also, who's going to be the go-to guys down the stretch? I mean, obviously Jokic but I'm not sure it's going to be MPJ Jokic. I hope it's that a little bit. I think it's going to be Barton Jokic two-man game down the stretch. And that yeah. lends itself to him having some big, hopefully positively big performances. Yeah, that's that's going to be what, what you want to watch for. You know, we got so comfortable with the Murray Jokic pick and roll down the stretch over the last couple of years. It's great. It's money. It works almost every time. I think there's a higher likelihood it's, yeah, the Will Barton – Nikola Jokic pick and roll rather than the Monte Morris Nikola Jokic pick and roll. And yeah, you would love for that to be MPJ, but I mean, that's just not the, the type of guy he is. And he is a it, seven footer after all. Like that's a thing that's kind of hard to forget. Like is how tight is his handle going to get? Like not every six eleven guy can just put the ball on the floor. We're a little spoiled, I think in the modern NBA, but yeah. But he's point. Porter's never been, you know, like a pick and roll guy. He, right. He's been uh, like an ISO guy. Um, so maybe, maybe that's your, maybe, maybe that's your play call, or it's the the Porter Jokic DHO. But PJ Dozier definitely for me has the biggest like riser potential, the biggest potential to go from whatever he's going to start the year as the seventh man, maybe, maybe the sixth man to go to a starter like. That's that's only like jumping up a place in the pecking order, but that's a big jump to go from uh, a guy coming off the bench to you know maybe a starter at some point during the year, maybe not. But I think he's just got a lot of room to for his role to to jump up, maybe more so than anyone else on the roster. Yeah, I mean, part of that is yeah, increased playing time, maybe at a more optimal position, like less of the power forward minutes. But the other part of it is that PJ just has not been that good in the NBA. So like there's a lot of room yeah. for improvement there because we spend a lot of time talking about a guy who scores like seven points a game or whatever. But I do think he is, you know, a lot of that bench success. I, I, I guess people could argue it's contingent upon PJ, you know, looking comfortable in that role. So I certainly understand how a lot of things fall on his shoulder this season. I wonder if there's any dark horses. Like, I mean, Aaron Gordon would be the next one you would hope. I, I don't see it. I think he'll be solid, but I don't, for him to for it to be the year of Aaron Gordon in Denver would mean he really did something special and just broke out in a way we I don't foresee happening. Um, Jeff Green, Faku would be the next ones on my list. I don't again I don't see either one of them, but it would be great if this was the year of Faku. Like he levels up way beyond what we expected him. That'd be freaking wild. <laughs> Jeff Green's Jokic's favorite guy. Like he, Jamichael Green gets demoted to second favorite Ooh. Jay Green on the team. <laughs> Jokic says, I really want to play with Jeff Green for the rest of my career. Week one. Jermichael's like, wait a second. <laughs> wait a second. <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny. I wonder if the reason why there's not a lot of contenders outside of that, I guess Bones Highland is, is another fringe contender, but I don't really see that. Um, 
I wonder if the reason, like, we don't think there's a lot of other guys that it could be the year of is partly because this team is really good. They're really deep. They have rotation players too deep at every position, but they're also kind of boring. But boring as in that's a good thing. You know, that's a really good thing that they're boring. You know what you're going to get. You know who these guys are. You know that they're good. But a lot of them, I feel like, are kind of known commodities. P.J. Dozier's not a known commodity. Right, exactly. Uh, Michael Porter exactly. Jr.'s not a known commodity. Aaron Gordon is, I think. Um, I think Will Barton's going to have a great year. He's a known commodity. He's a really good player, but every if he's known as that. So I wonder if that's a reason why there, there's not a lot of fringe dark horse yeah. contenders for it to be the year of. It could be the year of Bones. He's the player that could be the least impressive, but it'd still be the year of him if he just like if he scored ten if he played and got to a point where he was scoring ten year ten points a game, he'd be like, Wow, none of us thought Bones would be a part of the team and he is, even though it's a small part, it's like, okay, the year of Bones. They added Bones to an already stacked roster. Won't happen, but we can dream. <laughs> Who do you guys think it will be the year of league wide in the NBA this upcoming season? I have a pretty good guess. I feel like everyone wants to do the Luca thing like really badly. And well, I hate when people phrase it this way. I get what you're saying. I don't know if there's a conspiracy for Luca. He's just really good. Oh. And he's and he's at the point of his career where it's like, okay, this could be a year it really takes. That's off what I mean, him. though. That's what I mean. I'm not hating on him. I'm just saying for it's whatever. Not that you're hating on him. You're you're making it sound like there's an agenda for him. And that's that's the thing, only thing I'm pushing back on. It's 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 not an agenda. It's a lack of resistance, like we've seen okay. manifest with Jokic, for example. Yeah, I'm just saying sure. I don't see any of that with Doncic. Like people are ex- people want to crown him, and look, he's he's that good. I'm not. I'm as high on Luca as anyone. So looking at the MVP odds, the way you right. know, like Jokic isn't going to win again. I don't know. There's just a lot of guys up there where if you look for the new guy, the voters might fall in love with, who's primed to have a really big season, primed to be in the in the middle of the spotlight. It, Luke is the obvious number one for me. I could see Luca having this being actually the year it flips on him because you've got a new coach because that roster is not that great. I kind of wonder if Luca plays great. I think he's going to be phenomenal, but what if they're an eight seed because their team's just not that good and the coach isn't that good. And maybe the health isn't that good. And they're an eight seed. I wonder if this is the year people are like empty stats, empty capital. Mm. Mm. Unfairly. I just yeah. wonder if that's like a thing people try to push or. Sure. Wouldn't yeah. put it beyond the NBA community for sure. To bring this back to the Nuggets real quick, what do you think about this? Could it be the year of Jamal Murray, a late season comeback and steal the show? Look, I don't see it um, just because when guys come back from an ACL, it usually takes that next summer for them to get back to the guy they were pre-injury. But this is Jamal Murray. This isn't a, a normal um, – like. This isn't a normal athlete. Um, so I could see Jamal certainly having a moment or two, a game or two, maybe a moment in the playoffs when yeah. he comes back. Um, but I think that might probably have to wait till next season. It, I mean, it could happen. I just, I'm not counting on it. I'm sadly, I'm sadly pessimistic about Jamal's ability to return. Just not because of Jamal, just because of the nature of injury. Like I, I have such low expectations. League wide though, Ben Simmons, you know, I, we had this as the title for a while that we changed it, but <laughs> this situation only gets uglier. Joel Embiid's tweets, by the way, today, I, I would almost say the year of Joel Embiid. He's got great MVP odds, this or that as well, but I'm just not not so certain. And today, 
his tweets were so bizarre. They were the weirdest thing. Like I couldn't tell he was tweeting through because some people are obviously starting to say, Hey, you know, Ben Simmons basically made it known. He doesn't even want to come to camp. And and then you get all these reports about, you know, people t- kind of talking trash. He played a clip from February where some radio, I think it wasn't even a radio host. It might've been a radio call. Somebody called into a radio <laughs> and he played this as if, as if, to insinuate that he and Ben Simmons get equal amounts of hate. It is not true. This is one thing I'm very thankful about here in Denver. And maybe some of this is like a, a job we've done. There's no Jokic is our guy. He is our guy. He's like everybody knows he's like the fan base's favorite. But there's no blaming everyone else for the team's like shortcomings in any capacity. Like nobody hates Jamal Murray or Michael Porter or blames them. I, I, we were we were ready to do it with Jamal. The difference is he went out and then got it done in the playoffs, whereas Simmons went yeah. at that breaking point completely melted. It's true. Right. We yeah. we would be doing that with Jamal for sure if that Utah series. Yeah, but there. even before this last, I mean, this isn't a last series thing with Ben Simmons. That was the thing that pushed it over the edge. But this has been a honest, in my opinion, it's coming against from, him. Yeah. from Dame One. Joel Embiid literally nicknamed himself the process. <laughs> like right. he just says, "I don't want to say hijacked because it's not like it's all on him." But the fan base has just awarded him one hundred percent of the adoration. And there's none left over for Ben Simmons, who, by the way, has no charisma. Like has no charisma well, to him at all. That, that that's the thing. Joel Embiid like embraced being a 76er, embraced the city yeah. of Philadelphia. He was all about Philly from day one. Right. And Philly fans saw that, recognized it, and elevated him to the top spot. Ben Simmons, all that guy cares about is how he's perceived, his image, how cool he looks on the basketball court, how cool he looks in every picture he posts. That guy couldn't care less about the city of Philadelphia. And Philly fans, they're smart enough to recognize what's real and what's fake. Joel Embiid's love for the city, I actually think, is real. Ben Simmons is... He didn't even show any, but if he did, it was fair. <laughs> you know what else is real? Agree? I want to know, vote if you agree with this. Is Joel Embiid's love for the city of Philadelphia? Like, how deep are those roots? How deep is that love? He's loved, but it's fickle. It's not no, 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 no. Not the love for him. When, if I hear you correctly, you're saying Embiid's love for Philadelphia. Yes, yes. His love for the city that drafted him, that stuck by him, that always believed in him. Yes. At the very it's... least, it's from the RJ Hampton school of like how to yeah, handle the. Totally. totally. He was excited to be there, excited to be the face of a franchise. It could have been any other franchise as much as it was Philly. But what it was other Philly. form of love would there be? No, I like a true, true, genuine. I, I'm, I'm serious about this though, because when Porzingis was in New York, Remember, he would he just did so many little New York things, and everyone's like, Oh, he loves this or that. And like, sure. you realize as soon as stuff goes south, guys want out and this or that. And that's all I'm saying is, Look, the Simmons trade is going to shape and beats future as much as anything. Like, if they could end up maybe Daryl Morey wins and he gets the player they want and they put together a team and they win championship, who knows? But maybe not. And they go through one or two, you're like, Once you get rid of Simmons. Guess what? Embiid no longer has a scapegoat. And the 76ers as, as an organization no longer have that. And things, you know, two years, you don't make a conference final still yet again. I would not be surprised if Embiid was like, you know what? I'm out of here. I don't trust the sure. anymore. Or, sure. But, but, but I think I, sure. But I think any player, I mean, there are very few players who wouldn't go that route. And it doesn't mean all those players like didn't genuinely love Sure. Of that city and, and believe in it. I, I mean, th- how many players would not go that route? Like three? 
Like Nicole Jokic, Damian Lillard, and Giannis. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the um the other thing of this too is like Philly would throw him out, and that's part of the Ben Simmons thing here. Like we're oh Ben's not returning to training camp. Like no one wants him back, and so as as much as played out and up as some of the Northeast kind of dynamics are and all that stuff, it the Philly thing is like, do, like if you don't perform, they don't love you. That and they're not embarrassed of that. Like they're wearing that. This is conditional. We will cheer you if you're that guy. The second you're not, we're gonna call you a bum. And that's just how it's done in <laughs> Philly, whether it should be or not. Yep. Remember, they they threw snowballs at Santa Claus at midfield. Like this is a real, this is a real thing. So funny. Let me read, let me actually just read this. I know we have to get the break here, Harrison. Now you know how hard it is to do this. I'm gonna put this in. I haven't forgotten, but two years ago I got booed. People in Philly wanted me to be traded. I even shushed them. Only the real ones didn't. Wait, hold on. So the the not the real ones did, but but you embraced it. But I just put the work in that offseason to be better because I knew I wasn't playing up to my potential. Philly fans, y'all also got to be better. What the hell is this? Is yeah, he criticizing man. Philly fans or thinking them? Is he criticizing Ben Simmons or defending him? He's like, that's like a circle. That that tweet was. A circle. <laughs> That 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 tweet has my mind in such like a pretzel. <laughs> I just don't even know, man. It, it's also like this is him like publicly kind of coming to the defense of Ben Simmons, but also not really. It's just not about Joel Embiid. It's about you Joel Embiid. Yeah, he's trying to split the difference, and he's learning that there are moments you just can no longer do that. You have to. He went all in on Ben Simmons. Him and Doc Rivers both, and now here they are, where like they've tanked his value, and they're like, "Well, shit, how can we?" How can we walk this back while still letting Philly fans know we're about it? You can't. Like you have to pick a side, and unfortunately, that that train has uh, has sailed. That ship yeah. has left the station. All right, we got to hit a break. On the other side, we'll get to a snake draft of um, a topic. I'll just say that. Uh, <laughs> vote. Take us away. All right, guys. AEG presents is thrilled to announce Burt Kreischer live at Red Rocks Amphitheater Wednesday, September 8th. That's coming up, folks. He's joined by Mark Norman. It is time to get your tickets. I know what you're thinking. How do I get my tickets? Really easy. All you need to do is download the Red Rocks app before your visit. You should have that by now, to be honest, if you're a, a Coloradan. Great app. So easy to purchase your tickets to your favorite show or concert at the best venue on earth. If you didn't know, Bird's an American stand-up comedian, actor, writer, and a host who performs to sell out crowds across the country. Described as having a rare and incredible talent. That's a quote, but I don't know who it's ascribed to. Bert has evolved from being named Rolling Stone's number one partier in the nation to one of the top names in comedy. And now you can check him out live at Red Rocks. Just download that app and check it out. September 8th. Also, have to tell you guys about DraftKings, which we never do here on this show. We never talk about DraftKings. America's top-rated sportsbook app. As you guys know, football is back. As we've talked about many times, there's some free money on the table here. If you log on to DraftKings, whether you're a new or existing user, you can place one bet of $1 or more on any game. On any game, you don't have to win your bet. You just have to place it. And after week one, DraftKings will give you $200 in free bets instantly. So just head to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Download it if you haven't already. It's a no-brainer for current and new customers. Don't miss out. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DNVR. 
if you're a new user. That's promo code DNVR. And again, all of us can get our free $200 in free bets instantly for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only, a minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required, one, cu- one per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. And, uh... If you get, if you like coffee, if you're a coffee drinker, but you don't like the way that third or fourth cup makes you feel, and you don't want to stop drinking three or four cups a day, which I relate to, might I kindly suggest Strava Craft Coffee. The CBD infused coffee is delicious, takes the edge off, takes some of that anxiety off. If you use code DNVR25 now, you can save 25% if you're a first time user, but, but you don't have to be a first time user to save with DNVR and Strava. They also have a subscription service. If you sign up with that code, you will save 20% on every shipment. You choose when it comes every two, four, six, eight weeks, what dosage, what flavor. Do not miss out on Strava Craft Coffee. It will leave you honking like a goose. All right. Well done, vote. Well done. Back here on the DMVR Nuggets podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DMVR when you sign up. Before we get to the snake draft, last thing on Ben Simmons, where do you guys think he ends up? Minnesota. Golden State. Ooh. Well, he wants to go to one of the three California teams. Yeah. There are four teams in California. (laughs) I hope he ends up in Sacramento. The one California team he doesn't want to go to. Uh, I think potentially Minnesota, too, because that GM in Minnesota just loves to make trades more than anything. (laughs) If he he doesn't make a big trade every offseason, what's he really doing? Simmons Towns is just a match made in heaven. In the, well, match made in hell, maybe. Well, Simmons Towns, and if they could keep D'Angelo Russell, man, I mean, just talk about three <laughs> engaging personalities that you really want to just get behind and be in a foxhole with. Man, I'm so with it. like, I'm I so want to go it. to battle with those dudes. Three leaders yeah. of men, baby. Let's go. Sign me up. Oh, man. All right. Well, should we get to this snake draft, Kale? Should we do bring back the snake draft? It is prospecting Wednesday. Oh, I got uh, the first pick. Today we are snake drafting articles of clothing? Question mark? <laughs> Lock in, baby. Lock, Lock in. in, baby. Let's go. Articles of clothing. Man, this is this is just riveting. All this right. is deep off-season stuff right here. So here's the thing. You can be specific on it. You know, you can't just say shoes, like sneakers or whatever. You know, you got to be somewhat. Um, I'm going to start us off. This is the easiest ever, guys. I get jeans. I get the first pick. I'm taking jeans. Jeans are the best. I can't argue. Versatile. Argue. Everybody wears them. If you don't wear jeans, you're a weirdo. I mean, that's weird. <laughs> so how how specific can can I get? Like, Let's play it by ear, baby. Let's play, play it by, it by ear. ear. <laughs> um. Huh. Your top article of clothing. <laughs> I guess I'm going to take t-shirts. Ah, damn. I was really hoping that fell. <laughs> I mean, I thought that was going to be the number one pick. But... Come on. <laughs> All right. With the third pick, everyone say it with me. Flower shirts. Put it on the board. <laughs> Vote's going to win this just by dread. Like, nobody's going to take the vote. The vote That's right. Stuff. Ready for pick number two? Flower yeah. shirts, okay. Hats, give me hats, baby. Well, you gotta say, you can't say hat. So baseball hat, like a cap, cap. 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 Okay, all right, a cap. All righty. 
baseball. I don't cap. want fedoras, dude. You know. Yeah, I was gonna say is the hat is a little broad here. Um, my second pick. I'm just gonna take what I wear on the show every day. Uh, give me chinos. <laughs> chinos, such a classic win. This is what I wear on the show every day: t-shirt and chinos. All right, I'm gonna follow it up and take sneakers. Come on, guys! Like sneakers, that's what's, that's the best. A little more jeans and sneakers. This is the dumbest thing we've drafted. <laughs> oh wait, I get a back-to-back pick. Oh, that's right, shit. baby. Um, all right, I'm gonna go ahead and take. Oh man, this is a lot of pressure here. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a hoodie. I'm gonna take oh, hoodie. Sorry, okay, I'm cursing. That's the Colorado right there. The yeah, hoodie. hoodie is a good one. Let's see what's Very left casual. on the what's left on the board here. Somebody um, said any pants are overrated. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you're when you're on the DMBA show, it's pretty much so required true, to true. wear pants, so it's so pretty true. pretty big deal. Give me um, sandals, man. Sandals is good. I thought that was going to fall to the yeah, fifth round. That, that was a sleeper, man. I will take shorts. Do I have to say athletic shorts? Yeah, I w- yeah. You got to like, what, yeah. What kind of jorts do you want? The athletic shorts. I'll yeah. take athletic shorts, and then I'll take uh, joggers. Oh man, joggers are <laughs> joggers are comfortable. Good fourth yeah, round a, value for joggers. I like it. What do you got, Wind? <sighs> hmm. We're really running out of clothing here. Can I take sunglasses? Yes, of Fuck course. Yeah, can. That's a great give pick. Me, give great me sunglasses. Pick. Sunglasses is a good one. Sunglasses is a good one. This I'm is a perfect take, Colorado look I'm putting together. I'm taking <laughs> I'm taking wristwatch. I'm taking wristwatch. Okay. Solid really pick. ties the whole outfit together. Really does. It classes up any outfit. Um, you got two, big boy. Last one here, huh? I'm going to take belt. I'm taking belt. I'm taking belt. Belt! Why'd you put a question mark? Kale, you always sabotage me, dude. Dude? He always does this. Look, there's a question mark here. Remember that one time? What was the power he gave me? Foresight? I can't wait to see. I see Kale wearing a belt. I'm going to point out that he did not like my pick. I cannot. The thing about about belts is belts suck. Nobody likes wearing a belt. Belts are they not on the list. Up. Belts are uncomfortable. Like they're just a hassle. I didn't know this about your belt habits. <laughs> um. Uh, let's see. T-shirt, chinos, sandals, sunglasses. I look like a cheater. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um. Oh. Suspenders over belts, he says. Yeah, right. <laughs> Only three fifths of them. <laughs> <laughs> <just> taking accessories. <laughs> it's awesome. Um, so dumb. Um, Snake dress give, is the best. Give me beanies. You only, dude, listen to Wind playing to the crowd. He's, he's in the track. Yeah, with his next pick, Wind would like to take pot. He can get <laughs> marijuana. Um, I'm going to round this out with a, both a Colorado pick and a true to myself pick. Uh, it's fall time now, winter time. Put me in a flannel. Kale. Man, that's a good oh, one. I, yeah, I approve of flannel. That's what I was that's looking for. Yeah. 
Look, man, new new commenter Funky Puma says Adam's going to look smooth. Hell yeah, I am. Take this is one of your you have to take drafts. the question mark out. This is unfair, okay, dude. Okay, I'll take the question mark unfair. out when we post it on Twitter, but it's still an <laughs> indefensible pick. See, I was hoping Kale Kale would get in this draft with us because I gotta think Kale would have had some. He would have murdered us. Uh, yeah. He would have murdered us. At this My draft, draft would have just been like a solid mix of Brennan and Harrison's, and I would have avoided everything on Adam's draft. He would have taken wear jeans. Poles no, I mean I would have jeans, but like that's you don't wear sneakers. Pick. I wasn't gonna be number one. Wait, you jeans, sneakers, hoodie. Like this is where I act like I went really crazy. I went no, so like, this, this is like you're elephant playing, bear giraffe. Yeah, you're not playing to the crowd. Like with sneakers, you could have put Jordans on there instead of sneakers. Been more specific, picked up more of the vote. Like you're not playing yeah. the game, Adam. <laughs> we have to dress. Yeah, let's see. You want to know something here? Here's the thing. One of us will wear their outfit for Casual Friday. Mine cannot be worn. <laughs> we were not drafting outfits. I want to stress that. I'm not going to lie. I have seen you in a flower shirt and athletic shorts before. In fact, stand up. Bro. And, and a baseball hold cap. On. Hold on a second. What are we, what are we working with here? We got some athletic shorts. Vo <laughs> just looked oh, yeah. at it, looked at himself in the camera. It was like, what am I wearing today? He, did. he drafted himself with a baseball cap and everything. That's perfect. Oh, Get us out of here, Wynn. All right. Hell of a show today, guys. Uh, great talk with you. Thanks for producing, Kale. We'll be back, we'll be back tomorrow. Uh, I think me and Adam are running the two-man game tomorrow. But we'll be back on Thursday in studio, I believe, at 12 o'clock. Throw a thumbs up if you haven't already, if you're watching this live. We'll talk to you guys nope. tomorrow. No, nobody picked underwear. Crazy upset. <laughs> We're all commando. Unnecessary. All commando today, baby. No chones. All right, folks, it's time to make meat business your business because we're in business with the best in the meat business. I'm talking about Hassle Cattle Company and that blue collar beef. So damn good that you can now get Wagyu beef at the DNVR bar. That's right. If you order one of our burgers, it's coming to you from the good folks at Hassle Cattle Company. By the way, Hassle Cattle Company is giving away a $200 gift card and cooler to one lucky winner. It's real easy to enter. Just head to the DNVR Sports Twitter page and click the link on our pinned tweet. It's free, you can win money, and a fantastic cooler, plus you get notified about all their best deals. Hey, speaking of deals, Hassle Cattle Company is hooking you up with 10% off your entire purchase. Now, I know what you're thinking. I've already ordered from Hassle Cattle Company. I've already used your promo codes. Well, guess what? This this code, DNVR10, it gets you 10% off every single time. Check out Hassle Cattle Company. Get some of that blue-collar beef up in you. <laughs>